Hello, everybody. Welcome to today, and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie, and I talk to heroes about what excites them, and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. This week, I got to talk to hero Brie Luna, the Hood Witch, about her book, Blood, Sex, Magic. This book and Brie are such incredible sources of knowledge and beauty. You need to get this gorgeous book. There's such a rich intimacy to each page, followed by a super practical way to use or call in magic. It honestly reads like a book on how to enjoy life more, how to be more playful and grateful story by story. And the message is so empowering. Whether you're a witch, curious about rituals, magic, or just looking to level up your worth, this book is for you. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, and the book comes out on Halloween, so do yourself a favor and pre-order it today. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Brie Luna. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, I think. Okay, awesome. That's that's <laughs> perfect, perfect place to start. Um, well, I want to say super, super thank you for coming here and talking to me and us, uh, and just in case you know, because I'm sure you're doing a bunch of interviews right now for your new book, um, and you might not know exactly where you are right now, this is uh, Death Valley Girls podcast. We're a band, um, and yeah, we just interview heroes about the mysteries of the universe, and uh, I I got your book, in the, I got it on my phone super small and I read it and I was like I, it's so hard for me to read but I was like this it's just so beautiful so powerful totally awesome and like I really think exactly exactly gonna hit right where it needs to hit for so many people so thank you for that thank um, you so much for having me you're already gonna make me cry like the first <laughs> 30 seconds I'm sitting here I'm like <laughs> um I need to send you a real physical copy because <laughs> I feel like the PDF doesn't do it justice. And like when you hold it and see the colors and like everything is just so vibrant and it really feels like a piece of my brain is like yeah. spilled out on all the pages. And I guess like one of the things that really excites me about this book is that I designed every page that's on it. So everything that you oh, cool. see, um, the artwork, I worked with my friend Paulette. Um, so like a lot of the collage imagery was going to be uh, tarot deck. Oh, cool. And then that, you know, may still come about, but like, I like calling it like spirit collaging. Cool, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like, I love, I, I love like symbolism and all that kind of stuff. So it just, it, it like really came through uh, with the pages of this book. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, no, I definitely am going to, I'm going to buy one and I'm going to buy a bunch for other people. Cause it, it's like, I think something about this book that's super special and like for, our podcast we talk to a bunch of different people that do a bunch of different things so everyone I imagine that listens is like really uh a beginner or whatever I don't know that levels matter but like it's just like it's you know they will lead you will lead them off in in this direction of your art your what you do and so I think it's like such a good introduction but so like yeah every it's so beautiful your story's so beautiful you're family is so beautiful and it's I think it's a really good reminder that right now is a such a cool time because at probably no other time 
could this exact story and book with your art and these photos of your family, all this stuff be made, you know, and, and distributed to people that need it. And I, I, I really felt that like, I feel like people are really, you know, negative as they should be in a lot of ways, but there's these little things every now and again that like fill you with like hope. And I really feel like your book really did that. It's so cool. Um, Seriously, like I'm going to cry. (laughs) This is such a vulnerable time for me in my life. And it's like, if most, I mean, I'm sure there's some people who may be familiar with my work and maybe not. And if you're not, thank you for listening. But like, um, I do not post photos of myself. I've never wanted to become like this persona or like character of myself where it's like, I'm a spiritual guru. Like I'm the hood witch. You know what I mean? Where it's like, let me tell you about magic in my, in, in my life. And I think, we've seen this like huge um, influx of like influencer guru self help coach bullshit. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Who are you? And like, why do you feel like you're qualified to tell me these things? So like, I really struggled, you know, with that, where I was just kind of like, ah, I don't know if if I should let you know how much of myself do I really want to put into this or do I hold back? Do I tell everything? Do I tell all of my story? Do I leave out a lot? But, you know, eventually I think um, it was important for me to show up for one, for myself and for two, for the women in my family. And three, it's like just being, having that visibility for like women of color and black women and Mexican women, like that's my lineage. So it's like, showing up for them and other young practitioners who don't necessarily have people that look like them you know what I mean like that have these opportunities so it's like I had to really step out of my comfort zone and really like own it and be like you fucking did this you created this um own it and don't be scared of that and stand in your power and do that unapologetically that's so cool it gives me chills because I feel like there is that part, um, yeah, of wanting to share your story kind of separate from yourself, like wanting, or at least for me, like I want young people and I want different people and I want people that haven't had their voice heard or haven't, you know, seen people look like them. I want them to hear the story, but I, yeah, I didn't, I don't want to be personally attached to it. So I think it's just like really cool. And can you like, and yeah, you talk a lot about like, I just think it's funny you talk a lot about stepping in your power and this must have been kind of like the biggest magic spell of all, like is just choosing to do it. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, so definitely stepping into your power and owning it is an ongoing journey. And I think as you were saying, like an ongoing spell, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see the most like mediocre people in life and they're like, so confident and just like go out and they're like and I read something recently and it really stuck with me where it was just like there's someone who is less qualified doing like living your dream because like they don't care and it's like you're the one who's kind of like sitting back like "Ah, I don't so it's like you might as well just do it and like you know do it do what you want to do and like and, and so like for me I think uh 
this project came about obviously writing this book came about during a really uncertain time it was right before the uh, pandemic the lockdown so there was a lot of uncertainty and fear you know what I mean like we had no idea what was going on (laughs) yeah and so I you know what was really fucking sad for me it was like during that time I was looking at getting evicted from my apartment that I had lived in for like 10 years and my landlord was awful. So like, in a sense, this book really did save my life where it was like having this huge opportunity with like a major publishing company that was actually interested in hearing my story and my voice. And that really allowed me the space to one, be able to support myself creatively and obviously like magically spiritually I always see this book and and I look at this as like a blessing from my ancestors like this is a gift where they're like we're giving you this opportunity right now to save yourself and to save your life and protect yourself and I was able to move into a safe you know home for myself and my son and it was great like I I was you know it was challenging obviously to to write a book and also to uproot your life. Yeah. 10 years, you know, so that's it was crazy. How old's your son? Um, I like keeping him. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I, yeah. He's, he's, that's like the one thing, you know, in my life where it's like I respect his autonomy and like his. Totally. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally cool. I uh, respect that. I feel like I talk about my nephews without their, uh, whatever. But um, I guess, uh, yeah. So can you, just one thing I'm really curious about, we've been talking to a bunch of like different, you know, artists and authors and things is, did you, especially like for sort of a, a new project and such a personal one, did you like just do it intuitively or did you like make a schedule for yourself or how did you actually like physically, man, you know, make it happen? as far as that goes, if you don't mind talking about it. A lot of blood, sweat, tears, blood, sex, magic. <laughs> yeah. A lot of blood, sex, magic. Yeah. Uh, there were many like meltdowns and like tears for sure. Where I'm like, I can't do this. Okay, I can do this. I can't do this. You know, so it's like, yeah. it's always that matter of like hyping yourself up because writing is not like when you're writing about yourself I can write my ass off about any topic you know it's like yeah something to write about and I love it it's like oh but then when you're like writing about yourself uh that's really fucking hard and like anyone who says it isn't they're like a liar and (laughs) I Uh, so it's like talking about your life story and like writing about your magical practice and spiritual practice there's so much to take into consideration. So did I have a schedule? Not really. I tried to have one. I like would turn off my phone and like not look at certain things because I didn't want to be like influenced in my writing by it. Um, I would set the tone with like, you know, different color lighting. That definitely helped. I will say that like I'd listen to like mantras. I love listening to Kali mantras. Like um yeah like I really love having like red lights or like pink lights or you know just different colors for inspiration and cleaning up my desk so like writing rituals like uh cleaning my desk or saying like um 
just really affirming to myself. I printed out a bunch of like symbols. Like I had like Toth. Uh, he really helped me on this journey. Who else? Uh, obviously like my grandmother. So like just having rituals like that, we're just praying, like sitting to myself and just feeling we can do this. Like we're going to do this. We're going to light a candle. We're going to cleanse the space. We're going to take our shoes, you know, I just, and just let it come out. Like don't have an expectation of what is going to be on that page, but just let it come out. Don't, you know, there was, so I think that was kind of like the only thing that, you know, was a little bit hard, but it's like getting yourself into the ritual while you're living everyday life. So it's like, I'm still a parent and have a child who needs help with schoolwork and, you know, having a partner, having a relationship, having, you know, it's like the mundane plus the magical, you have some balance there because writing is not, it's not easy. Like you're in a very liminal space and you have to be in that zone where you're like, not worried about what's happening outside. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. I just, I always have to ask cause I, we do all of our stuff just from channeling. So I can't mm-hmm. like really, I feel like I don't do any work because ex- it's just happened when we do it, you know? So it's like, I'm always like, how do these people do this? You know, these huge things and start it and, you know, do it in the middle and then at the end and, you know, being in a band, there's like other people in the room. You can't like exactly <laughs> so, like bounce ideas off of yeah. each other. Or, like you're like, oh yeah, like I had this dream and like this happened and we're gonna put it into you know. But for me, like with writing it, it didn't happen in like any type of like uh linear like space, like t- like space, right? So it's yeah. like for me, there would be days where I'm like, I would receive a message in a dream or like, I did think of something where I'm like, oh, this could be cool. Or like, these words came to me, like, I have a prayer to Santa Muerte, which came to me in a vision, like a dream. And yeah. even with like my prayer to the ancestors, that was a dream. Uh, what else? Like, I mean, just certain things that I've written are dreams. And yeah come to me in dreams or just thoughts that I have or exactly like, you know, allowing it to channel. So just feeling like a conduit, letting certain things free form writing, and then I'll look at it and I'll edit it and then I'll just leave it alone. That's so cool. And yeah, I guess um, for, do you do anything um, before you, I mean, I, I guess having, having a bunch of people you live with might be hard, but do you do anything um to like provoke your dreams uh intentionally or do you just let them like fly and see what happens um just because I've been trying to really use like my time in my dreams as like a you know like a playground for making stuff and like just seeing what's in there uh and I get I'm just curious (laughs) well uh I feel I'm a pretty like lucid dreamer uh I am I do not like uh, melatonin. That's scary. Uh, I don't care. Like melatonin does not work with my body chemistry. I've had like the freakiest, but like not good freaky. It's always like terrorizing dreams, but like uh, (laughs) I really, you know, honestly, like it just depends. Like it, it, I don't really do too much in terms of like dream like preparing for dream work um yeah <laughs> I am just a pretty like heavy sleeper anyway That's but like so cool. I do <laughs> love like um 
I do like this is gonna be so funny, but I love sleepy bear tea. What's that? It's a tea. It's like a it's like a tea. You can just like any like grocery store, and it's I think it's maybe like celestial like seasoning. It's like it's so okay. <laughs> it's not like any. It's not like witchy. I mean, I think it is because it's very yeah to me but it's like a tea that I've been drinking since I was like six years old and oh, it had wow. a sleepy bear on the cover and he's wearing like a little nightcap <laughs> that's so cute he has like the most relaxing vibe on the cover yeah. of the tea box so I drink that every night like that's so cool that's awesome and yeah that so that I, I wrote down a bunch of notes but that's something that I guess relates as you said like magic doesn't always have to be some big elaborate ritual sometimes magic is as simple as lighting a candle um and i think that that like people perceive i mean i people don't perceive i think people like we've been brainwashed i feel like is the only way to put it we've been brainwashed i don't know how long um to believe that you know power is outside of us it's not inside of us and it has nothing we can't get it on our own. We have to go outside to get it. And I think that this idea that you can have like sleepy bear tea can be something that can be magical or can be a magic power, I think is like really important for people to know that, that it's just like you can, anything can be magic. Just like, you know, this is something weird, but like in the morning, like when I pee or whatever, like I'm like, bye-bye yesterday, like hello today. And then people are always like, do you do magic? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, well, that's a prayer. Like that's a, a, you know, like a ritual. And can, can you talk about that? Just like the power of these things that people don't even realize that they're, you know, these things that they're doing that they don't realize they're doing that is like magical. Absolutely. So it's funny that you should say that because I feel like one of my first altars was just like my bedroom dresser, like my mother's vanity table is was one of my favorite altars and like just a beauty like beauty rituals like sitting in front of a mirror and like adorning yourself and like perfumes or fragrances so it's like the most mundane things in your life if it's feeling empowering to you like doing your hair or like doing your makeup when you're listening to music you know or you get out of the shower and you're putting on like your oils or your lotions or whatever you're doing, you know, to that's a form of glamour magic. That's a form of beauty. And you know what I mean? So I, I love that. I'm also ruled by the planet Venus. So of course I love like beauty <laughs> and glamour. And I love these very aesthetic type of rituals, but that's not going to be for everyone. So like, yeah, like going pee in the morning and saying goodbye or like just waking up and saying a prayer or affirmation of gratitude or listening to a favorite song. Like I went through this phase where I would wake up every morning and I love listening to Buddy Holly every day. Like that was like one of my favorite <laughs> ritual songs. I like yeah. I would it in like it made me so happy. So I feel like things that raise your energetic frequency or just make you feel oh, I feel so good. Like I can turn up the music in my car and just scream or you know it's like I love, I feel like music, especially, and you know this, you're an artist, you're a musician, like music really can shift your mind and your consciousness and your energy. And I think that there is just so much to our everyday life that can be turned into a ritualistic practice. So even on like Sundays, 
doing your laundry, like turn on your favorite fucking music and like smoke out your house with like herbs or resins or incense, you know, and, and having an intention for that. It smells good. You'll feel good. It lifts the energy. You have good music. You can cook good food. You're infusing love into your meal. Or if you're not a cook, like who cares? Do something else, you know, like order something that makes you feel good. So I think all of these things can be very uh, ritualistic and they're not like just some big, you know, oh my, I gotta light the candle ceremonial robe in the candle. It's like, (laughs) it's just, it doesn't always have to be that, you know? Yeah. Well, I think people don't know that. Like I didn't know that. I feel like you think it's just, you're just so conditioned and brainwashed to feel, I just like keep on thinking how much I was personally just brainwashed into this like society thing, you know, just like, um, even though that's not maybe the word everyone would want to use, I feel like, yeah, since I was like 15, they're like, you're weird and different and that's bad, you know? And then it's just like, like having a realization, no, that's like, those are my magic powers. Like, yeah, we and- would have been friends because I, <laughs> I wrote about that in my book where it was like, I was called the devil girl and like the sickness, <laughs> which I'm like, oh, really? Me now? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was totally. called, like the devil girl and like the demon. They'd be like, oh, she's a devil worshiper. And like at the school that I went to, I grew up in LA. So I'm a millennial during the time period when I was like growing up. It was not fucking cool to be black or Mexican and like listen to anything outside of like hip hop or like whatever box that they. And it's like, I liked hip pop don't get me wrong but it's like I liked everything out with everybody I was cool with you know I was doing my own thing I like dyeing my hair I had piercings I had you know I I could hang out and kind of like bounce around and shape shift at any I got along with pretty much a lot of people you know but um I felt very obviously misunderstood and I do think that people tend to like make fun of or mock things that like they don't understand or like that go against like the narrative of like what you're supposed to be based off of like what you're look what you look like and I think that's where I wrote in my book where it was like black magic woman I was talking about how I always as a little kid like I love like villains and I love like (laughs) I I liked in the little mermaid or it's like I loved that like Ariel like sold her voice to like the sea witch and like yeah (laughs) you know it's like just like things like that so I've always loved like wild women and like the demonic feminine and I love like the bad girls and like the (laughs) you know it's like I always like like that in movies it's like I always loved I like like that's what I identified with more yeah well I think they're free to be who they are and the other people are like trying to fit into whatever seems normal and that's not like that sexy or that cool to be like trying to be normal but um oh and one other thing I think is really funny that you're saying is that your grandma read the weekly world news yeah uh, which (laughs) we had the the I guess the publisher he was on the podcast before and I think that that's really funny because my story was like we weren't even allowed to like look at that in the supermarket it was like don't don't look at that that's not real and it's like that's how I learned how to read when I was like my grandma taught me how to read with that when I was four that's so cool yeah can you um I guess another thing that's just super cool about your book and about you is that like 
there's, you know, this total dichotomy that is happening between like the sort of old way and hopefully the new way. And it feels to me like things are changing, you know, slowly, but seems like they are. Um, but it's you have a relationship with your, you know, grandparents and family. And I think a lot of people don't because their families are so out of touch. And I guess like, can you talk about what that feels like to have like that be part of your body and your heart and your blood and your soul? Well, it was a journey getting there because okay. <laughs> I said, like growing up, I was the fucking weirdo. Like, yeah, I, okay. <laughs> like I'm still the weirdo, but now it's just that like I'm successful. So it's like now they're like, oh, okay, we get it. I guess like she's just this is what she does. And like, yeah, it's fine. But my grandmothers both have passed away now, but prior to them passing away, um, that's okay. They're always with me. Yeah. But like prior to them, like my my grandma Sylvia, she'd always be like, Miha, like, why do you have so many tattoos? Like, you know, like she didn't really understand why I had a lot of tattoos and but my dad's like my grandma Althea, my grandmama, like I love her. She was like the sweetie. Like she would just she kind of, you know, she she accepted me, you know, she never criticized how I look or she never criticized how I dress and she accepted me. Yeah. And I love that about her so much. Um, she's just a sweet, like Southern granny, you know, make yeah. and cook you food and stuff. She was a sweetie. So she, she never made me feel bad, but I also love that about my mom too. I feel very lucky that I grew up with a mother because for a lot of women, uh, their first bullies, you know, are their mom. And yeah. that's, but it's like my mom, you know, she would, she would like, she, she didn't understand like the way that I dressed or certain things, <laughs> but she never made me feel bad about myself. She supported me and she always was very like loving and kind. And I, and she's just very selfless and very, yeah. I don't know. My mom is just such a sweetheart, you know? Yeah. That's but um, I think that the relationship, like my dad, really is the one who just did not understand shit and like he you know even had to he even you know eventually came around because now he's on his spiritual journey like he remarried a woman who's like super into like crystals and like meditation and vipassana and all these things so i do think that he had ha he had his own awakening and he's become a very you know, he's left the idea of like patriarchal religion and Christianity. Like he's very spiritual now. So yeah. it's, I'm very proud of him to see how he's evolved and his consciousness and how he evolved. And, you know, so, yeah, yeah, my family, you know, there is uh, some people who are very religious still and they don't understand me. I had yeah. an, recently, like when my book I told her I was writing a book and she started crying and she's like, you need to give your life to Jesus and come back over to Jesus. And I'm just like, girl, bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you said that about your grandma is that she was like religious, but also believe, you know, like how to pass down traditions, which I think is so beautiful and cool and something that people don't really like think too much about is it, it doesn't have to be a complete like polarity of like religious and, and not believing in this stuff I know that there is that polarity of people that are like what are you doing like well 
that's the thing though is that like having both cultures like having a black and mexican ancestry we have to think about colonialism we have to think about slavery we think about how these uh religions were forced upon you know my ancestors with christianity catholicism and how the practice of our magic was you know held and and kept secret and kept in silence and so a lot of you know practitioners of even like voodoo santeria like all of those things had to be masked and hidden under the guise of christianity and catholicism you know what i'm saying yeah no that's super cool yeah I mean that's not super cool, but the idea that you <laughs> <laughs> just that colonialism is not cool. And so I think it's cool how like a lot of people, including myself, have been like, "Fuck that!" Like we're yeah. going to our old ways, and we're going back to our real ancestral ma- magic. And I think that's beautiful. I love seeing how so many people, because you know witchcraft. And like paganism existed throughout every continent, regardless of what name, you know, pre-Christian, pre-Abrahamic religion. So I do think it is uh, exciting to be at the forefront of this like modern rich, witch renaissance, you know, happening. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Sorry, but that, that is so cool. Cause I, I, that's like, I guess the coolest part is that for some reason for I don't know how long this has been around where like that's what's weird is like being in touch with the planet you're on like doing things that are intuitive believing in yourself like you know following the sea all these things that make so much more sense than like you know just like as a kid when they're like this is your religion there's this guy called God and he's a guy and like he has a beard and all this stuff and you're like that doesn't resonate with me like at all and especially you know for me I was just like that doesn't make sense to me and then later on to find out that that's that's an option it's not like that's not the only all and be all yeah yeah and then to be like oh that's cool and then to find out that I didn't realize that though that um things were hidden in Catholicism but that makes so much sense to me Thank you for sharing that. But oh, you're welcome. Like even in my book, you'll see that there's a great deal of like Catholic iconography and like uh, all of those pages have hidden hidden meaning. Oh, cool. The people who get it will get it, and okay. the people who don't will you will unfortunately will not. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but no, there is symbolism there, and I think it was very intentional for me to put that. And uh, yeah, that was exciting. And I'm I'm excited that my book is going to be come or it's coming out into reality. But it's so funny that you should say like, because I remember and I even wrote about this in the book. I was called the devil girl. Like I wore the Marilyn Manson shirt to and I went to like (laughs) black girls, like Baptist Christian fucking church. And I was like, I'm going to wear a Marilyn Manson shirt. Obviously, you guys, this is before all of the accusation <laughs> stuff. This is like, um, this is like the early 2000s. So yeah, I went and I had on my little Marilyn Manson shirt. And I was like, I don't believe in any of this stuff. And I didn't. And <laughs> I was like there to be this like provocateur, you know, I was really, yeah. 
I loved being like that agent of chaos in the church because they all were like, oh, she's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted, I don't know if it like made the like book. I don't remember if it did. I don't think it did. But one of my favorite communion memories, um, I had to go to a communion and I was so hungry and I was little and I like stole the communion wafers and like hid under the table and I drank all of the like grape juice that was supposed Whoa. to be the blood. That's amazing. A box of wafers and I got in so much trouble, but like, yeah, that was fun. So sorry. That was oh, that's okay. fine because we do, I still do a lot of like tarot readings here. So yeah well oh sorry can you talk about how you got into tarot or like do you yeah. want to pick up the phone do you want should we no 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 i need to like just leave that be okay no, <laughs> no one pulls the number it's just i use it for work still yeah because everyone's like you still have a landline i was like i specifically got a landline because i do most of my readings like by phone or so it's like very cool to me I feel very like psychic friends network (laughs) yeah totally for sure a phone is definitely cool and like in the movie when you have to like grab the phone like it's gotta be there (laughs) I want like a hot lips phone it's like yeah (laughs) that's cool yeah readings by (laughs) Brie yeah that's cool but yeah can you just talk about um how you found tarot and yeah if you just how you found tarot or so yeah (laughs) getting into the tarot I always had like um I guess like as a teenager like a tween you know you have that age where you're kind of like really getting into like metaphysics and you're like oh everything that I could find was like about Wicca so I just like loved tarot I love the imagery and like the symbolism and just practice on like my friends and that was kind of it you know it just kind of opened up a new world uh and I also laughed because I was like the movie the craft obviously (laughs) like millennial girls was just like I'm gonna be a teen witch you know and so it's so funny because I'm like friends with Rachel True and I love seeing her when I was a kid like watching and seeing a black teenage witch I was like oh my god like that was the representation that was amazing to me I we when you think about it it's like well what other black teenage witch do we have in popular culture none yeah so I never imagined you know in my adult life fast forward professional (laughs) tarot reader professional witch and having a business and a book and da, da, da. and like chatting with her and just being like oh my fucking god like I can't like this is great like it's so it's just so it feels like truly so like validating to my pre-tween self yeah for sure and that's so important and that's what your book is gonna do too you know there's gonna be so many people um and oh not to get away from that but there was one thing you put in here that like has been uh in your book that has been like my just like biggest thing that I'm trying to do for myself which is that like no and like boundaries like how that is like uh can you talk about no and boundaries and how you figured that out and I guess you said it's protected protective magic every nose is spell cast to protect you from unnecessary bullshit 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people, I feel like I come from a, I not, I come, I feel like it, like I'm like fourth generation person. Uh, my family's had a restaurant. And so they're for, the, I'm like fourth generation person of like, how can I serve you? And yes. like, and it's just so deep within me to like, try and figure something out, fix it, like make people happy. And yes. like, when I kind of just like, for me to COVID shut down, like, the past and opened the future in this like uncertainty way of just like, but like, whoa, why are you being so easy to get along with? Why are you people pleasing? All of these things. I was like, what are you doing? It's like not empowering you. It's not giving you power. It's like you're half the person you could be. Um, and I feel like this is something that people do not know the power of, yeah, of just like no, no. and boundaries and how you, find your boundaries how you set your boundaries can you talk about that please <laughs> absolutely um no is a complete sentence i firmly live by that maybe almost to like a disadvantage <laughs> i'm like i am born under the sign of taurus so it's like if oh, you cool. think about astrology <laughs> I am a stubborn little witch. So like when <laughs> I set my mind to know, it is no. And um, I think that, you know, if you have a history or, you know, a tendency and you grow up in a space where it's like people pleasing and looking and seeking for validation and constantly looking for validation outside of yourself or, you know, overextending yourself draining your life force draining your energy giving giving constantly giving without replenishing yourself you are going to burn the fuck out you're going to be exhausted you're going to be sad it's like you're not honoring yourself when you don't have a bound like boundaries like what are your limits what is it that you know, you're not, why are you giving so much of yourself? And it's like, are you giving yourself back that same energy? Are you reciprocating the same or, or, or as the person that you're con consistently doing for, are they feeding you? Are they nourishing parts of yourself? You know, it has to be a give and take. So mm -hmm. I think for me, um, going through a history of relationships, like toxic as fuck relationships or, mm -hmm uh business you know relationships and learning because all not all the time you know when people think about like boundaries and like toxic relationships it's not always like r romantic it can be like friendships it could be family it could be yeah. your work relationships you know what I mean so I think it's important that like if you're not feeling uh good about yourself when you're extending yourself beyond what you're able to you are you're doing a disservice to yourself it's not like you're like yes you can be helping someone but it's like help yourself first you know and as cliche as it sounds like it's like on the fucking airplane you know where you're like put your mask on first before you start helping other people and it's like yeah like put your mask on like do your own like help yourself first and the first the front line of defense before you're like Everyone, you know, especially even like witchcraft and like magic and like brujeria and like all these things are like, oh, I think someone's doing something to me. And, it, and da, da, da. it's like, no, it's you. Like you're <laughs> yeah. taking care of yourself. It's like, tell these people to fuck off, you know, like yeah. 
tell them, no, don't hang around people that are draining to you. Don't hang around people who are talking shit about you. It's like, these are very easy, like very, I know it sounds very practical, but sometimes you don't, some spells and, you know, witchcraft and all these things don't require much other than you truly telling someone directly them to their face, like to go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, that, that in itself is powerful. And it's like, and I've, I'm not a person who's like shied away, you know, even in like huge, like corporate meetings. Like I have had people so mad at me, like in, <laughs> because I did not go along with what they wanted me to do, or I didn't accept peanuts from them. Like even yeah. with my own book, like with Harper one, I can assure you that like, they were not expecting me to be this like uh, direct and very upfront about what my book was going to look like yeah. and, and, and really advocating for myself. So I am a very firm advocate of myself and I want everyone else to be like a very firm advocate in their professional life and their relationships and their friendships. Like you are your own highest authority and you need to move in this world as such. Hell yeah. That's so cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and I just one last question real quick before the last question is you uh, one, you said differentiating between uh, intuition and anxiety. I feel oh, like yeah. that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> can you talk about that? Yeah, guys, I love the section called Witching with Anxiety. Uh, <laughs> I have anxiety and I feel like a lot of people, obviously, in the world, if you don't have anxiety or some sort of like mental illness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this point in our, this juncture in our society, then I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. You might yeah. not pay attention. No, <laughs> I'm like, no for like, sure. Right. I'm like, if you don't have anxiety now and you wake up, I don't know what to fucking tell you, but like, you're not. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. But no, what is the difference between anxiety and your intuition? Well, I feel like anxiety has a tendency to like play games with you. So like, if you're, if it's not sitting well in your body, does it make you feel, um, I guess like your intuition puts you at ease, right? Does it come easily? Does it feel like, um, it's not paranoia. It's not tension. It's not like stress. It's not giving you this like triggered response in your body. Yeah. Intuition feels more natural. Um, and so it feels like less of a resistance in your body. I don't know how else to explain that. Yeah, no, I think that that's really good. I wonder just hearing that, I wonder if, um, anxiety is more of a body feeling and intuition is more of like a like a mental like knowing or something I don't, well, I don't know so like an inner like knowing um and it's less like conscious right where I'm like am I really um am I really anxious or is this something that I feel like intuitive about like where I'm like instinct instinctively like because there's been situations where I know like I should not be doing something or like I should be going somewhere or like you just know right yeah I think your intuition feels like ease, whereas it's like your anxiety is like more of a fear. It's like, you know, it's like, is this bringing fear or like tension into my body versus okay. like the 
natural kind of flow of like, oh, this doesn't feel right. I'm gonna yeah. Well, cool. No, yeah, I think that that's really important. I think that, yeah, the your book is just super cool. And just these like, just learning all of these little things to trust how you feel and to be able to discern how you're feeling from how just like your animal body is uh, reacting, I guess, is just like sometimes hard to know. But I guess, yeah, is there anything else that you would like to tell the universe? Uh, hmm. <laughs> what I like, I'm like, I had to give like a long, uh, uh, I don't know. This was like hard to put into the world where I just want to say like, That, no, you don't have to say any. I mean, I feel like you, I think you don't have to. You've said a lot of super awesome. You know, I feel like I've just been like talking nonstop. But oh, I have something I want to say. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So this is like, it takes me back to like, we were talking. I'm like really tapped in right now, like the inner child. But it's like, yeah, it's already spooky season. One of my favorite quotes is from one of my favorite movies with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And it's something I still where it's like don't dream it be it I want to send off that into the world where it's like don't dream it be it because I never imagined in my like little kid vessel my little child life that I would be a published author and writing about my weirdness and my magic and how to empower other people who maybe don't feel seen or like valid and know that like your uniqueness is always going to flourish and shine and that's what's going to set you apart from the losers so just embrace your fucking weirdness and embrace learning and knowledge and magic and create and destroy (laughs) yeah that's awesome well thank you so much for coming here it was super good to meet you and i hope to talk to you again soon of course this was really fun and thank you for having me okay bye (laughs) um oh hi hey Thank you so much. That was so awesome. Um, I feel like, yeah, that just really, really, I, I'm sorry if I just said it too many times, but I really like your book and I really feel like um, I could have talked to you forever, but like, I feel like there was so much, you know, it's like Halloween, all this Talk stuff. Forever. Where are you? Are you in LA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bring you a book. I'm going to, I'm going to be at the, uh philosophical research library no way okay are you gonna do like a book signing there yep i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there on november 12th and i'm uh okay i i definitely want to see you there we'll be we get back from tour on the 12th so i will definitely see you but i do on the 14th my bad i fly into la on the 12th it will be the event is on the 14th and i leave on the 15th Okay, cool. Well, I'm we will be here. Uh, one thing I want to ask you and I didn't want to like um ask you on here, but we're going on tour in, in Mexico um on Thursday and uh I guess I just don't know if you know like have anything that you think I think we're going to try and go to the pyramids when we're like in Yeah, Mexico so City. it's so funny because <laughs> I'm taking a trip uh to Oaxaca and No way. Yeah, I'm going to be there in October next year. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Uh, uh, are you in Mexico City? We're going to like Mexico City, Guadalajara, 
and like two other places I've never heard of, but we're going to be there for like 10 days. And I'm just like, I don't know. I can you know. DM you some places that I feel like you should definitely go. Yeah. You Please. should definitely go to the witch market. And I'm like, while you're there, I'm going to have to like place an order with you. I'm like, yeah. I'll <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, for real. I can grab you anything for real. Cause it's like, I feel like it's going to be a cool time there. You know, like um, I didn't talk about this, but yeah, like the, the whole difference of how um, here we view death and there, I feel like I'm about to learn so much because I'm trying to change my mind about, you know, the cycle and everything. Right, I got my Santa Muerte on and I saw you had, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. If you do want me to grab you anything, our, our label is in Seattle and we send stuff back and forth all the time. So well, I'm going to see you in November. So yeah, I yeah cool. For sure. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll send also your publicist is really good, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> it's like really she was like driving me nuts. So I'm like, Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, there she's she's really good. A lot of people are not. Um, but I don't know if she's nice or whatever. But no, she's, she's fine, she's fine. But sometimes she drives me crazy. So like <laughs> it's just like me working with like other people because I'm so used to doing everything by myself that this yeah. is a different experience you know totally well if you want recommendations for other those people i know some people do but yeah um but thank you so much again for being here thank you yeah no message me on uh insta and then i have i have my own personal page too so okay. I'll, i'm gonna just dm me on regular on hoodwitch on the hoodwitch okay. And then I'm going to add you on my personal small page. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, thank you. Uh, I don't know what the weather's like there, but enjoy it. Rainy <laughs> and cold, I, my favorite. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, it's so hot here. But, um, well, I'll see you in November. All right. See you later. Bye. Okay, bye. Have a safe tour. Safe oh, travel. Oh, thank you. You too. <laughs> All right. Bye. bye.